0: hello Hello. welcome to the podcast
1: i'm hannah and i'm katie and this is one kiss, kiss means forever this is a podcast where we hold in each of our hands some things that are beautiful and lovely and romantic about movies and other things that are just like what is happening uh, about movies as well uh, this is one kiss means forever the movie podcast that Talks about made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, UpTV, all sorts of things. It's a new year. Hannah, what are we doing for our
0: first podcast of 2024? Can you believe it's the first podcast of 2024? I sure can't. Where did did time go? Um, We started this before the years were 2020 years. (laughs) What? We did. Oh, my God. we're so old. So, so, yeah. Um. So, we are talking about a movie that aired on Hallmark Channel on January 13th, 2018, called Frozen in Love, which sounds like it wants to be a song title, but isn't. Do you? Do you I feel that. Yeah? Okay. I'm I feel like we'll talk about, about the title. Because like it doesn't make any sense with this movie. Exactly. It's a major (laughs) what the fuck for me. So, yeah. Okay. We'll get there. Uh, So this is Hallmark's, you know, synopsis. When struggling bookstore owner Mary and the bad boy of professional hockey, Adam, are teamed together to help facilitate an image makeover for the other, they soon realize that opposites attract and they find themselves unexpectedly frozen in love. And it stars Rachel Lee Cook and Niall Meter.
1: I think the person who wrote that description tried really hard to get the title to work. I agree. I um, agree. That's about as close as you get. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Rachel Lee Cook's Mary and her brother, Tyler, own a struggling bookstore that they inherited from their parents. Mary has read nearly every book ever in her her desire to go traveling without the means or time to do so. She is concerned that after 40 years in business, the bookstore is going to go under on her watch,
0: which means she's looking for a way to save it, but is also resistant to any changes. Niall Mater plays Adam, a hockey player known for being a hothead. He's been kicked off numerous teams and is currently suspended unless he can clean up his image. He's fled out to his best friend's house in the suburbs, which happens to be in the same town Mary lives in. Adam goes looking for coffee and decides that the bookshop is the most likely of places to have some. Questions. I have lots of Questions. Even though Mary tells him multiple times they do not sell coffee, he doesn't hear her and believes if he buys a book, he can get some coffee. When he is stuck with a quilting book and no coffee, nobody has had a lovely encounter. Mary's oldest friend,
1: Janet, is in in marketing and image creation. So Mary goes to her for help with the bookstore. Adam's hockey team has also hired Janet to clean up Adam's image. So Adam and Mary are paired together to help each other. While the two are not into the idea, they are also not really in the position to argue. And first things first, Mary has to sponsor the youth hockey team while Adam coaches. And at their first game, because Mary cares nothing for hockey, she wants to have the kids focus on safety and fun while Adam wants to win. They argue when Adam calls out the ref, which is, of course, the picture
0: that makes the front page of the paper. Adam tries to make nice by getting a coffee truck for Mary's store. Every time someone buys a book, they get a coffee. So Mary starts to see the value in changing things up. They chat while shelving books and start to learn more about each other and, you know, start to not have the same kind of antagonism. Mary is forcing Adam to confront non-superficial thoughts, and Adam is forcing Mary to lighten up. They next go to a book fair, which starts fine until Mary sees Adam chatting with some pretty lady fans. Her green monster of jealousy comes out and shows up in the picture an article that comes out about them. Mm-mm. In a last-ditch effort to
1: make things work and salvage reputations, the pair go to the library to donate books. This time, they get a picture that makes it look like they could be an item, which Mary is not a fan of, but has to live with. Tyler is also making some changes, including making their weekly store book club into a podcast, which is honestly kind of a great idea. Uh, Mary doesn't like talking in front of strangers, but when Adam joins the discussion, she gets quite animated,
0: making the podcast a success. Tyler invites Adam to family dinner. Adam grew up in foster care, so he has never really had the family thing and really loves it. Adam then invites Mary to come watch the hockey game at his friend's house, as he's still suspended, so he's not playing. And then he takes Mary to the rink to get her to try a little of the game. Learning about each other's worlds is making them each appreciate the other. Hmm, who'd
1: have thunk? Janet suggests that Mary and Adam enter the box sled competition together. They have to make a sled out of a box like a big craft project. They turn their box into a ship, but Mary is scared to actually go sledding in it. Adam convinces her while also taking a kid from the hockey team that he's coaching. And everyone has an amazing time. Mary is starting to learn the joy of stepping outside of her comfort zone.
0: Things are going really well, but the bookstore is still struggling. They have to put all their eggs into the 40th anniversary party basket. With Adam as a draw, it will make or break the store. But then Adam is given the opportunity to have his suspension lifted as long as he comes to a hockey event and apologizes. The event, of course, is at the exact same time as the anniversary party, which means he cannot do both. When Mary learns, she tells him to go get his career back. The party will work or it won't, but this is his one shot, and she is a team player. The party seems
1: to be going fine without Adam, and Mary is really finding her feet with a new vision of the store. She even wants to host the Live Book Club podcast that's taping that night. Adam, meanwhile, is sad to be at the hockey event when he just wants to be at the bookstore. He gives his apology speech and realizes midway, like, he, like you do, that he has to leave. Rushing, he makes it to the book club podcast just in time. He tells Mary that theirs is a story he doesn't want to end, and she agrees, and they kiss on stage while the podcast is taping. And since one, one kiss, kiss means forever... We have to assume that the bookstore is saved, as well as Adam's career, and they will force each other out of comfort zones for the rest of their lives.
0: duh end. duh and So. Uh, uh, I'm so going- the title. Okay, let's start there. Great. It's not that cold. There's not really any ice stuff except for the hockey stuff. Which he's not even doing most of the time because he's suspended.
1: <laughs> right. Like, I, so yeah, the, the, the title of this movie, like ex- exactly like what you're saying, posits that there's a lot of ice around. Like this would have been like an ice castle one, an ice skating one where they're both ice skating or teaching ice skating. And like, yeah, it's about hockey, but they're not both doing it.
0: Right. Right, like the the books – I would argue that this movie is more about the bookstore and saving the bookstore than his career, because as long as he just, like, gets good press, he's fine. You, you I would th- agree with that. So – and you know what, what? I guess what bothers me about the title is that I love the title of the bookstore, which is on the same page. <laughs> yeah. And – There's a version of this movie with a better title that is about the bookstore and it doesn't matter that he's a hockey player.
1: You know, it could have been something like on the same page and would have been fine. But because it's takes place in winter, it it definitely takes place in winter because you can see their breath and they're kind of dressed appropriately most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And because Hallmark needs those themed titles for Winterfest. (laughs) Like I, I feel like that's the only reason they called it something like this. I mean, I I bet you it was called like on the same page or
0: yeah. getting on the same page. And yeah, there there's the this feels the the title feels forced and the theme like the Winterfest theme. I don't. I wouldn't even say it feels forced because like the only truly like wintry wintry thing they do is go sledding. Which is a scene that feels very
1: shoehorned in. Like, we need an extra 10 minutes. (laughs) What other winter kind of event can they do? Oh, look, sledding.
0: (laughs) Though also, I was like, who made these sleds? Because they're amazing. And I've never seen this many large boxes like this in one place. (laughs) It seemed very dangerous. But yes, they were pretty cool. (laughs) Well, yes, because also... It's at the. Everyone stands at the bottom of the hill. Like the fact that they seemed confused that people would crash into the spectators. (laughs) (laughs) It's like don't stand there. Like what are you talking about? Of course, there is no stopping. They all yeah, they're acting like this has a break. It doesn't have a break. (laughs) It's a piece of cardboard. A very fancy piece of cardboard. <laughs> but. Um, okay. Can we talk about coffee? Yes. <laughs> you know, some bookstores have coffee. They absolutely do. But I would never assume a, co- a bookstore other than Barnes & Noble, because I know they have a partnership with Starbucks, mm-hmm. has coffee.
1: I had this whole thought in my brain of like, um, of like, of course, bookstores should have something like coffee because no one buys books anymore. You have to have that alternate source of income, blah, 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 blah. And then I was thinking about like, um, the Astoria bookshop doesn't have coffee. And I was like, well, no, and fuck that. No, they shouldn't have coffee. It's fine. But the thing is, she doesn't use the words, we don't sell coffee coffee she says we don't have coffee and she uses that phrase which i think if she had said we don't sell coffee he would have been like oh my bad so sorry you know we don't yeah. sell coffee I mean, what a stupid business decision but she doesn't say that
0: yeah i mean i i think they were both wrong in that interaction
1: I because agree. she
0: knowingly brings up the book knowing that that's why he's buying it and then yeah won't take it back um but i also feel like looking around this town there's no diner there's no coffee shop there's no bakery yeah that's not possible
1: not in a hallmark town
0: there's probably 10 bakeries well, but, right. I mean, not in a Hallmark town, but even this particular town, the only things that I can confirm that I've seen in this town are the bookstore and a movie theater, which means they must have a copy. Like, I, I it just, like, if they don't, open one, because it right. make all the money.
1: <laughs> I 100% agree with you. One hundred percent, yeah. And her bringing up the book was like the stupidest thing
0: in the whole wide world. She just cheated
1: him out of twenty dollars.
0: Yeah, and then no refund. Sorry. You know, I get that she was frustrated with him not listening to her. Being like, "No, we don't sell. We don't have coffee." Like, yeah. Like, I guess you know, we don't sell coffee. We don't have coffee. Semi semantics kind of thing. But he was, and he wasn't listening. And I get that. Yeah, but. So dumb. Ugh. Anyway. And
1: it was definitely just like the only way to have a, of an, an antagonistic kind of – yeah.
0: Yeah. They're both assholes. <laughs> in this movie, at the beginning, they are both assholes. <laughs> well, yeah, because – I mean – so I want to – this bookshop. We spend so much time with Rachel Lee Cook and her running this bookshop. But I've also been told that it's hers and Tyler's shared. But it doesn't feel like Tyler has the same emotional stake in this bookshop. I, I like I so, couldn't quite figure this out.
1: So I I disagree that he has doesn't have an emotional stake. I just don't think he's as neurotic as <laughs> she is and and because he's going to school for business like so he's going to school to prepare himself to be a business owner so you know like it, like so i think that maybe while he's in school she might be taking the reins a little bit more but he's not okay. sitting back and he has some really great ideas but i think because she knows everything and is always right even like i think she's just louder you mm-hmm. know Mm. Um, yeah that's that that's how I kind of viewed it I have
0: emotional things why I'm louder right I mean like you know she she feels that this character feels like a martyr who hasn't been asked to to martyr I guess yes yes you know like I feel like she's like I'm always giving up everything and everybody's like nobody asked you to (laughs)
1: sure yeah (laughs) Yeah, I think she does blame everybody else for her own like insecurities and things like that. And the fact that like, oh my god. This is another one of my this is another what the fuck for me. The fact that she's freaking out about, you know, the the business is going under, she is going the the bookstore has been around for 40 years. It's going to be on her watch that everything is awful and and goes under. And the parents are like, "No, honey, it was not doing well when we left it uh we almost thought about closing it and she's like well you didn't tell me that and i'm kind of like asshole parents you should have said something also of course it's going under it's a bookstore in the in like 2018 (laughs) you know in that late decade no one's reading books anymore you need to figure something else out like what
0: (laughs) also how did she not know it wasn't doing well she has the books right (laughs) Like, what, you, you, did you, did you just, like, show up and you're like, fresh start? We don't look at the old, the old money stuff. The old money. <laughs> was so bananas. They supported a
1: different opera house back then. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, and that, so that really pissed me off, and she seemed so hurt that, like, no one told her, just her, not her brother, too, um, yeah. about it failing, but I, you're absolutely right. She had all of the information she needed when when acquiring the reins of this business. Like, right. What? And,
0: you know, like, yeah, okay, you know, maybe they should have told her, blah, blah, blah. But also, it I get the impression that it's not like she bought a failing business. She was just like, here, you run it now and yeah. make profit. Like, there was no financial – like, she's not out of financial stake. No, but I do have a
1: question, and this is kind of a hallmark hallmark. How does a couple afford a nice suburban house when they co-run a bookstore together for forty years,
0: <laughs> and they've and now they can retire and go on cruises? I mean, they can't, but I know in Hallmark Town they can. I wish you could. Yeah. Okay, okay this bookstore. I kept looking at it. The the set dressing of it. Because to me it didn't look like a bookstore. It looked like a library. It didn't look like there were any multiple copies of the same book. Mm. Everything looked used. She like searches for things like she has things like reference materials. Sure you know like you you know in in that weird way of like oh yeah i can find that in my bookstore as if a bookstore actually had every book ever written
1: i didn't think of it that way but you have you definitely have a point like there's there especially with the, there's not multiple copies of things
0: yeah um i mean it just like it, i i found that really noticeable when looking at the shelves is like every book looked completely different than the one next to it yeah and you know that's
1: Crazy. My favorite bookstores, though, are the, the ones like that, the used ones, like, you know, the burnt – like, the the book barn and the bent cover
0: and then – Well, like, if it was a used bookstore, which I, I think they did have a used section, but I, if it was a used bookstore, that feels different. But I didn't know if that's what this was. And if that's right. the case, then this bookstore is – it's even more shocking than it's doing Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I would like to talk a little bit about the the relationship with sponsoring this team. Okay. I got a little bit confused because from the way Janet was explaining it really the hockey end of everything is the one that gets all of the stuff and the and on the same page as sort of just along for the ride because the reason yeah. she didn't want to sponsor the hockey team in the first place was the bookstore didn't have the money to do it. But then apparently the hockey team is covering all the expenses for the 40th part, 40th anniversary party, the sponsoring. And so like, really this is all in service for, for Niall Mader, for Adam, what does Mary really get out of it other than, like, a little bit publicity? She's, like,
0: basically not doing anything at all. The hockey team is just bringing her along for the ride. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I got the impression that – I guess the the thought is that, you know, Adam is doing nice things for the town with her – yeah, I don't she's a know. community fixture. Like yeah.
1: I understand that sort of connection because like the 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 note was for her, you have to be more of a member of the community. And the note for him is you should be paired with someone who's a member of the
0: community. So yeah. Like it, 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 I don't know. It, it's weird. It doesn't make any sense because also the other thing about everything is that like she needs to sell more and like diversify basically because she's a bookstore in 2018. Mhm. And they just get like some extra people through the door sometimes. Like that's that's all she got out of it. Yeah, but apparently it saved the bookstore forever. It saved the
1: bookstore forever and the podcast, which I actually thought was a pretty good idea. I I like
0: the idea of the podcast though. Um First of all, like, there's too many people in, like, a room. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I felt like there was – I'm a little worried about the sound, sound quality. That's fair. Second, okay, I want to talk about the podcast and the books that they're reading because I have feelings. <laughs> I am uninterested in a podcast, in a book club, blah, 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 of books that you're forced to read in high school.
1: I agree. they reading the most insipid things. Like, the point of being in a book club in 2018
0: is to read new shit, not War of the Worlds and Tom Sawyer, you know? Right. Like, I was like, I, I would like you to read a book that maybe I haven't heard of or, like, you yeah. know, haven't gotten around to. Not something that, like, my ninth grade English teacher was like, you have to read it so you automatically hate it. True. I loved a lot of the books that I had to read, but I'm a weirdo. But I agree with you, like
1: I, and especially with a podcast. Like if I'm searching for podcasts about books, I want to be like, oh, new authors, or otherwise, it's a history podcast about the author. That it, like, I'd rather listen to a biography on Mark Twain than a podcast mm-hmm. about Tom
0: Sawyer. Right? Yeah. Like there, I do listen to a podcast where they read aloud, like old old classics and some of them I've read but it there is commentary on it and like interesting thought and it's sort of like sure. and it is my like somewhat of a background podcast for me in that like if I An miss them, I'm classic. like classic yeah like that it like I'm I just like kind of not worried if I miss it and you know it's usually e- if I've read it I've read it and if I haven't read it it's like well I'm never actually going to read this book yeah you know
1: yeah yeah, no. <laughs> Do you have any other what-the-fuck moments?
0: Um. So the other thing I want to um just talk about very quickly is that we learn that Adam grew up in foster care. But also that he is a professional hockey player. Hockey is a very expensive sport to get into. Is it? Oh yeah. I mean like the you need you need skates and sticks and pads and all of that stuff. Plus, usually there's some like ice time money involved. You know, like I just I just don't believe that a foster care kid is getting into a sport that requires as much like A a foster Mm, care kid getting into, you know, I don't know, basketball. It's like you just need the ball. You can play outside. Like, you know, like – or soccer. Like, those feel much more doable because, like, even if you don't have all the correct equipment, you can still participate and and learn. Whereas, like, hockey, you need the correct – if you don't have the equipment, you can't play. True. I can imagine a world,
1: uh, especially in, like, you know – hallmark town where there were there were like community um or you know special funded not-for-profit organizations that bring sports to foster kids or something you
0: know yes i i don't have a problem with the idea that he played hockey at any point i have a problem with the idea that he got good enough to become a professional that is fair
1: because it's not like you know i'm think i'm trying to equate it to something I, I, i might know like you know the being in dance in this day and age is very expensive with all the costumes and mm-hmm. the classes and whatever. But then I'm like, you know, Russia kidnaps you and teaches you to be a ballerina. Maybe he was kidnapped and taught <laughs> to be a hockey player. I think do that in is in Russia, at least in the
0: world, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's academies that you're given to, <laughs> right? But but like. The way he says it is just like, one of my foster families like was really into hockey. And it's like, so you di- you're did you telling me you moved around. Yeah. But still managed to keep up this very expensive sport even after your foster families were done or, or like were not into it. I, d- I don't know. I just didn't – I found it not very plausible.
1: I didn't think about it. So thank you for bringing it up. <laughs>
0: Did you have anything else before we jump into Hallmark remarks?
1: Um, the only thing that I would love to bitch about just a little bit, um, and then I've got two kind of funny moments that I'd love to touch on that m- maybe I'll maybe I'll say for new and noteworthy um, or whatever. But the thing that bothered me a lot is like I hated Rachel Lee Cook's character in this movie because I thought she was a snob and I thought she was awful um, (laughs) most of the time. And Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is and I even they touch on this later in the movie, but I had already made this note that. She is someone who prides herself on knowing a lot because she reads a lot, and yet she is so blatantly wrong about anything sports-related. And to me, that is a choice, and that is a choice to be a snob about certain things that you're not interested in. And so I am not interested in the sports ball, like, at all. But – If I'm going to be in a conversation with someone who does it for a living in front of children who are passionate about it, I am not going to be flippant about the mechanics and, like, ins and outs. I'm just not going to say anything because you're so, like, you're so overly confident in all the things that you do know. It's almost thumbing your nose at something by being so wrong about
0: it and choosing not to read about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I have a note. That I was that about, like, why did she insert herself into this practice? like Sponsors I, don't have to be there. No. Should we jump into Hallmark Comics? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Well, my first one is she doesn't know a hockey puck from a football, bad at sports kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> the business bookstore is failing. Someone is resistant to change. He's a bad boy. And is resistant to growing up.
1: (laughs) We already talked about this, but they have a lovely house and can afford to retire after owning a local bookstore.
0: Uh, There's unwarranted or maybe possibly warranted. It's meh, antagonism. Yes. We have a you, you moment. And they are forced to work together.
1: Yeah, we only have four weeks until the big day, meaning the party. We've got to save the bookstore and your reputation and career.
0: <laughs> we have a precocious pre- 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 child and Noah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is like a a winter party that they're working towards. Winter, there it, it's literally a winter fest. There's a yeah. poster.
1: <laughs> yeah, right festival. He knew something that she didn't
0: know, even though she prides herself on knowing everything. Um, she, while well she, it does change out a few times. She does have a signature necklace most of the movie. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, they are mistaken as an item. We have a lady doth protest too much moment, and the mother even <laughs> calls her out on it. Yeah.
1: Um, he has a gentle side to his bad boyness because all of his fighting has is you know at the is in defense of his
0: folks. Uh, she becomes her best self when confronted by him, oh yeah, he's invited to dinner with the
1: family, and he's an orphan. <laughs> I said, Oh no, he's a foster kid.' <laughs> We have a sports
0: lesson. <laughs> um, with his interactions with another child, she realizes he would be a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there is sledding because it's winter. And the one thing he needs to do for himself is at the exact same time as the one thing he needs to do for her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also have uh, the big speech in front of everyone and discovers he needs to leave. <laughs> yep, yep, sure. We have a slow clap, uh, yeah. which is begun by uh, Victor Singh Jr. <laughs> yep, yep.
0: And a very, very public kiss. Yes, yes. Um, <sighs> all right. Um, so, pretty parade. I didn't have any. Okay. Well, first of all. I did. And yeah. this movie only has three because she re-wears two coats throughout the whole movie and we get a third just in the final scene because they're going to record a podcast outside in the cold because they're crazy people. I know. That sounds going to be terrible. <laughs> like it's going to be uncomfortable and bad. Yes. um, I had an anti. Okay. Which is in this movie, Rachel Lee Cook is often wearing these like silky tops with like a like a faux lace undershirt, mm-hmm. and I just like was not into it. But she wears like multiple different versions of them. I saw I
1: I clocked the white one, um, and I at first I was like, oh that's pretty, and then I was like, no, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. It, like, it wants to be pretty. You keep trying to make it pretty in your head and you're like, no, I don't like it. No. <laughs> so, that's that's uh, what I had. Nice. Across the universe? Uh, I had a few, actually. Nice. Um, there's one I think you're going to laugh at. So, I guess we should start with Victor Zink, Jr. Yeah.
1: Who He's is- It's part of the reason why we are making, did this episode
0: now. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Because we are- We are in our Victor Sink Jr. fan era, I guess.
1: (laughs) Inadvertently. Inadvertently.
0: But he is the best friend and teammate, just like in Love on the Silence.
1: Yeah, we discovered that. Be, with our last two Christmas episodes, um, we were already du- we had we already had Christmas Cottage on the list, and then when we were approached by um, Katie for Vineyard Christmas, it turned out that we were going to have two Victor Zink Jr. <laughs> movies in a row, and then we discovered that we wanted to do this one, and we're like, okay, well now we can just do three in a row. <laughs> uh,
0: um, my second one, um, so we got Madison Smith is playing. Her her brother, Tyler, and in Valentine in the Vineyard, he was Brendan Penny's brother. Oh yeah! That's another Rachel Lee Cook. He's a brother in a Rachel Lee Cook movie twice. And the last thing that I clocked was this kid's hockey team, which are the colors of the Mighty Ducks. Nice. And I don't know if that's that was funny. intentional, but I feel like it probably was.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's really good. I love that.
0: Quack, so quack quack quack. quack. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Did you have any new and noteworthy? Um. So I liked that Janet
1: didn't immediately have them. Um. Like when when Adam was there and she's like, I don't really know what to do with you that, but I'll think of it. And then she thinks of, of, uh, of, of Ridgely e. Cook. It wasn't like she already had it in the back of her brain. I, I mm-hmm. really, really liked mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, I'm putting them here because it's a noteworthy. I loved the line where he says, your name is Mary. His name is Tyler. There should be more to that story. Uh, and that made me laugh. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore.
0: Well th- last- I mean no, they told us that they're named specifically for Mary Tyler Moore. But after he makes that joke. Yeah. That's, um, true. that's which true. I thought was hilarious.
1: And my last noteworthy thing, which I don't know if you clocked this at all, but I spent probably a stupid amount of time looking at it. There is in an opening scene, and you see it a couple times at the bookstore, mm-hmm. there is a book called I Dragons. <laughs> And it's, it's spelled A I G H exclamation point dragons exclamation point. No, I missed that. But oh my goodness, and there's no author. But it's like standing up. But it's I E dragons. And I was like, is this an actual book? And I looked it up, couldn't find it. So some somebody had fun creating this like very silly book cover. It's I mean, it's just <laughs> it, it's just the title. It's just a red. Red red book with with white writing and it made me laugh and I kept (laughs) rewinding it to see is it really
0: spelled that way (laughs) (laughs) I love that love that Um, how about you Hannah I didn't have any perfect um did you have a supporting shout out I really liked Janet okay
1: I just thought she was really elegant and cool and I feel like um and you know I just like I thought she was cool I she was neat. That's
0: it. Yeah. Um, I went with Erica because I liked that she was the strong female leader of a male hockey team. And she yeah. was like, no, I'm not taking your bullshit. Yeah. And she kept was being cool. like, you're in love with me. And she was like, I'm not though. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty irritating. <laughs> I, really wanted, I really
1: wanted to punch him in the face every time he said that. It's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where I landed on that. Kiss meter. Kiss meter. So I gave it a 6.5. I think this kiss I would have normally rated higher, but it was on stage in front of people with microphones, and I can't get past it. And I was so angry about the set the setting. That I was just like, absolutely not. I don't care how good of a kiss this is. Hannah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for the exact same reasons, I gave it a six. Okay. I said I'm sad because it was actually a really good kiss. But they are double public because they are in front of everyone and they are recording a podcast, which is a, <laughs> going to go out to more people. So this is happening.
0: <laughs> for Can you posterity. imagine, <laughs> like, just the sound of kissing on a podcast? Like, no words, just the sound of kissing. Like, it's, I'm sorry. like, Like, all oh, the people God. who have, like, noise things, I feel like... <laughs> It would be just, like, extra bad. Like, bad ASMR, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm just happy that we had the same, like, this was good,
0: but (laughs) it's getting got points. Uh, Hardcore. I mean, also, you know, just – like, because I also didn't feel like we established that these people even liked each other very much. Yeah. You know, we – like – We get this, like, this is a story I don't want to end, which, like, is a callback to another, like, conversation they had about, like, that's what they're looking for in their love life thing. But it was sort of, like, okay, but you've known each other for, like, no time. A month. Yeah. But so you don't want it to – are you sure? Like (laughs) – how about a date first? <laughs> so we right. have one case okay. means forever, so. Right. I right. mean, we do. Uh, can, actually, I forgot about this part, but I would like to just touch on it really quickly. The canceled date. Oh, right. Where she acts as if he stood her up. and he, And he called and said, can we push it back? I have to do a thing. And she says, let's not do it at all. And, and she seemed cool about it. It yes. Yeah. She seemed cool about it until like they got off the phone and and then she was like, He's standing me up. And I'm like, he absolutely is not. I yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. I loved the fact that I mean they should have put that
1: as a new and noteworthy, that he calls yeah. instead of the whole like her waiting at the restaurant and
0: going, you know, stewing about it. He calls to let her know and which is right. very nice. Right. And end the fact that he's like, I'm going to be late, but I'm still coming. And she's the one to be like, no, don't come. I was like, yeah, he's going to be like half an hour later than you planned. It's like, calm the fuck down. I know. See, she's awful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, the only reason she might be somewhat likable is because it's Rachel Lee Cook, you know? like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, Katie, would you? So, Hannah, would you watch this movie?
1: <laughs> My answer is meh. Um, meh. Niall Mater's always adorable. I thought, but I thought this was like super run of the mill. Rachel Lee Cook was doing her Rachel Lee Cook things. Yes, she's cute, but she's also, I feel like they always have her as like this neurotic know it all um, most of the time. So I was like, eh. I I feel like we've gotten this before and I would rather watch movies that starred either of them that were not
0: this one. So how about you? Um, I land pretty similarly on the meh side. Like it's fine. It's completely watchable to me. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have a burning need to ever see it again. Yeah. Especially when they're not actually frozen in love. (laughs) Right. They wasted a pretty decent title. For one of these movies on something that doesn't match, I agree. Um, but oh, what, if,
1: what if it was about somebody who got frozen in time and <gasps> was, you know, thawed like mannequin, but with ice? <laughs> They're you know not a mannequin.
0: Lo- you know how I love me some time travel romance, Hallmark style. <laughs> um, I am all for that. Uh, but even like, I don't know. Feel like frozen in love could be a stuck in a cabin that you know they can't get out of because it froze. Mm-hmm. Or something. Story. Yeah. I don't or know. yeah, or they just got snowed in or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly, but I feel like there's something colder than what this was. There is no frozen's yeah. maybe, maybe they just sing. Let it go the whole
1: movie. <laughs> and they own an ice cream shop, like a frozen yogurt place. Rival
0: ice cream shops.
1: Yes! <laughs> he has a sixteen handles type place. She's a more traditional behind the counter spot because she wants to have more people
0: employed. <laughs> no, she sells ice cream and he sells frozen yogurt. And they and audacity clash. They and do. They realize that they can combine and sell ice cream and frozen yogurt and expand both their businesses. What?
1: Amazing. (laughs) What a pleasure talking with you, Hannah, as per usual.
0: (laughs) This is going to be a fun 2024. Yep. Fingers crossed, everybody. We're going to need these Hallmark movies. They better be fucking good because I need them and I need my breaks from life. Yes, Um, don't we all. So thanks, everybody, for starting the year off with us. Um, come back in a couple weeks. We'll have a new episode. Um, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the places. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. And if you'd like to email us your New Year's resolutions or really
1: anything, you can email us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com, and that's all spelled out as you see on our logo.
0: Um, and thank you to Flint Pastors for Interature music. His stuff's on Spotify, Apple Music, and Sp- SoundCloud. Um, and yeah. Uh, happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you soon. Hear you soon. soon. Soon, soon. Soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.